What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis here. Oh, baby. Happy four. We're just coming off of the uh, the back and forth Patriots Patriots uh, Bucks game uh, on Sunday night. And wow, what a, what a Sunday it is. Adam, how are you? First of all, um, happy official end of, of the Major League Baseball season, the fantasy baseball season. Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you've had a pretty good day. Oh, yeah. Uh, overall, it was a good day. Um, my Cowboys won, looked really good. I'm really pumped about them now. Uh, now that they actually have some playmakers on defense. Shout out Trayvon Diggs. Um, uh, and baseball went pretty well. I uh, won the GST League. I won Mixed League Towers for the third time. Uh, I won my TGFBI League and finished 15th overall. NFBC Online Championship finished tied for second. So. I knew I had no shot at first. Uh, and what else? Uh, home league, I didn't win. I finished third. Labor, mixed, I finished fifth. Um, so overall, yeah, I mean, pretty good. You know, getting a few titles. So baseball was good. And football, as always, it's mixed, bro. It's just some – I just never had so many inconsistent teams, man, where, you know, one week you put up a lot of points and the next week a dub. Like I had a team with Brady and CeeDee Lamb and – um Aaron Jones and it's just like put up like the most points a couple weeks and this week might be the fewest uh so it's just I don't know feels that way in some leagues where just inconsistency yeah well you know we're seeing that a lot we're seeing that all over the place with uh with a lot of players um you know I please I'm coming off of two of the worst weeks of Tyreek Hill's career I think uh and then he explodes for you know 186 yards and three touchdowns so um, yeah, there is, there's, there's a lot less of that, you know, just, you know, I, I guess it was uh, what early 2000s, late nineties, early two thousands, where you just, you had these running backs and it just didn't matter. Right. I mean, every single week it was a hundred plus yards and multiple touchdowns. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of that. We don't even remotely get that now. So, um, I, I get it, you know, definitely. And, uh, you know, as always an, an up and down week for me as well. Uh, in fantasy football, uh, won a home league in baseball, uh, won a serious XM host league in baseball, uh, came in second in my TGFBI, finished uh, two spots behind you in the uh, in the overall. I was uh, 17th. So, you know, three of the top three teams in my league were all in the top 20 for TGFBI. So it was a good battle. Nice, hard fought. Um, yeah, it was like fifth in tout wars labor. Labor, I was I was sitting there. I was like I was as high as third for a little while, and then I just injuries just decimated my team, and it's just so it's so hard to come back in a mono league when you just keep getting thumped by injury after injury. Listen, you know what I mean? Every year somebody goes through it. It's not you know oh, oh, oh poor me. Um, it's just you know one of those like shit happens kind of things. And when you're sitting there in a mono league, it's like impossible. To recover, you end up having to, you know, pay your fab out too early, and it's just—it's always, you know, it's a hassle. But overall, good baseball season for me, and uh, you know, listen, entertaining football today—that's for sure. I mean, I don't think I—I I don't think I won anybody a million dollars yet, but um, still a, a good, solid day all around. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I talk, talk to me about this uh, this Bucks Pats game for you. Well, look, I mentioned it on Wednesday's podcast when we went over the lines. 
when I saw all that public money on the bucks, I backed out because I was going to take bucks minus six and a half. And I saw all that money and it continued. I said, nope, I am not. Trust me. We, we go through this all the time. When you see that much money on one side, no matter what you look at on paper, it scares the shit out of me. I go, even in every sport, the Conor McGregor fight one time, he was like 91%. I said, nope, not touching it, man. Uh, even the Titans Jets, a lot of the money was on the Titans. I'm like, that was foolish to begin with. The Bucks, I understand. When you looked at the Bucks on paper and everything, and I don't know if the rain played a factor. I mean, Brady doesn't even throw a touchdown. Like, really? Like, the odds you could have gotten for that? So, I mean, the Bucs did win. Um, you don't give the Patriots credit. You know, they 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 played well defensively um, and, and did a good job. You know, they forced the Bucs to run more than they want. And, uh, you know, Bucs did come away with the win, but Patriots hung in there. And I just always am worried when I see that much money on one side. Uh, like, I think it was like a lot of the books were like 97%. Like, that is just absurd. <laughs> it's just absurd. I know there are times where, it does work out, but, you know, primetime game, on the road, nah. But I am surprised the Bucs only scored 19. I thought there would be more scoring. Yeah, you know, I definitely got to, you know, obviously I, I do think that the weather played a, a major factor. And it really, it just, it kind of played into the hands of Belichick, right? It's a lot easier to scheme uh, when you're when you're dealing with, you know, inclement weather. Uh, you know, and if, you know, you start off and you drop back like eight into coverage originally, and then you turn around and you force them, you know, into a, a more ground heavy game than they want to do, then, you know, it kind of slows everything down, chews up the clock a little bit. So, I mean, I think it, it fell right into, into the hands of, uh, of Belichick, um, you know, miss field goal right at the end, miss field goal. That's, that's, it could have well, gone. They, sh in they shouldn't even have kicked that field goal, bro. How do you kick a 56 yard in the rain when you have fourth and three? Yeah, I would have done that. I would have gone for it too. Yeah. You know, those those short screens were definitely working. And, you know, the Bucs were having a hard time defending it. So yeah, I, I agree with you on that. That was a bad, bad call there, but ah. oh, by the way, the Patriots finished with minus one rushing yards. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But you know, it's so funny. I had all these people asking me. Uh, Damian Harris or Josh Jacobs or Damian Harris or um, Peyton Barber. And I was like, I, Jacobs is a game time decision. I, I, yeah, I honestly, I know, you know, that. it's like bird in the hand here. You know that Harris is going to probably be, you know, getting some work in there. Right. So, you know, you don't know which way to go. You know, I mean, listen, if you if you're you don't know if uh, if Jacobs is going to start and you can't take that chance. Yeah, even though it was an awful matchup because you just don't start your running backs against the Buccaneers. I mean, it's pretty clear. And it's not surprising. We knew Mac Jones was going to throw a lot tonight, and that's what they did. They had eight rushing attempts, 42 pass attempts. But that's what teams do against the Bucs. Cowboys did it in week one. Look at the Cowboys running game since Tampa Bay. I mean, they're piling up yards. But they knew this defense is tough to run on. We're not even going to bother with it. So just know that. If you have your running backs going up against the Buccaneers, I mean – you really don't want to start them unless they're like elite elite and they can catch some passes, but any borderline running back, just don't even start them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, who do the bucks have uh, next? So forget miles Gaskin, the dolphins. I mean, yeah, like there's, there's no one there. Right. But you know, if you, if you're, if you're moving forward here, forget Gaskin, forget miles Sanders. Well, you're going to forget Gaskin regardless of who they play. 
Probably. I mean, he's you can't use him. You can't use any of those Dolphins running backs. Who's, who's more useless, Mike Davis or Miles Gaskin? Oh, yeah. Gaskin. Useless. Not even close. <laughs> okay, the snaps today for, for those running backs? Dude, you're not – you won't even – how many snaps? I mean, that's a hard question, but, you know, uh, general range. What would be your guess for the amount of snaps that Miles Gaskin played today? Um, I mean, if I'm going to say percentage of overall snaps or actual, like you want the hard snaps, I don't know how many plays yeah, they, they ran. 52. 52% or 52? No, 52 they... snaps the Dolphins had. Oh, all right. So he probably had what? Like, uh, like 18 to 20? 12. 12 snaps. Malcolm Brown, 35. Really? That's mm-hmm. just. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just. I mean, <laughs> That backfield's an absolute mess. That whole team is a mess, though, from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I don't think many people are buying into the Jacoby Brissett revenge game narrative today. That's a shame. It's just, it's not a, listen, I, I tell you what, it's its not a, even with, with Tua under center, I don't think it's a very good team. You know, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a Tua fan. So, you know, maybe that, that puts me as a little biased against it, but. I, you know, I just, I, you know, you've got Gaskin and Miles, you know, and, and Malcolm Brown in the backfield. Um, you know, Parker, I've never been a fan of. Dude had one good year and, uh, and that was it. And then like, who else is there in the, you know, Will Fuller gets hurt, hurt again. again? Mm-hmm. Come on. Right. I mean, that's just really, really. Yes. I guess Mike is sicky. That's about it. Mike celebrated his birthday tonight with a touchdown. And Waddle, for some reason, only I think he had three receptions early and then didn't have another one because I was looking at his reception prop today. I didn't play it. Oh, thank goodness. It was three and a half. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right. And like, how many? I'm sure everybody was like, oh, yeah. Dude, dude had like 15 targets last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take the over. It's never <laughs> as easy as it looks until you cash it and be like, oh, yeah, I cashed this in the second quarter. This was so easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then they don't say anything about the waddle. Oh, yeah, easy. Three and a half. No, it disappears. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so uh, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's do our, uh, our our usual fare. Let's go through game by game. Uh, I don't think there's anything really to add. Do you have anything to add about Bucks patriots uh, No. I mean, yeah, not really. Uh, Jacoby yeah, Myers is obviously doing his thing, and Bucks will be fine. And the Bucks will be fine. Oh yeah, what was the um, Leonard Fournette? He didn't get into the end zone, right? So three for no. forty-seven. So he had nine point one on the ground, and then he had three for forty-seven. Right, so twelve. Um, he was a good start this week. I yeah, had yeah, right, 16, I had right, 17 points. I had him right around running back twenty-three, twenty-four. All right, because we kind of. I just said some some dude was asking me about um, Leonard Fournette versus Jacoby Myers, and I said to go with Jacoby Myers. I mean, this was like oh, a day yeah. or so. This I was like a day it. ago. Mm-hmm. It was full PPR. It was called. They were basically the same. Fournette outscored yeah. slightly. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, yeah, it didn't work out for him. <laughs> it didn't work out for him, and he opted to email me to tell me how it didn't work out for him. 
I was oh, like, they were separated by one point. I mean, yeah, I was like, um, all right, thanks, dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to. I mean, if you lost by like eight tenths of a point, I mean, you still can't be upset. Like if someone if you ask for someone, hey, this guy between this guy and one scores 15 and the other scores like 16.4. I mean, you can even if they gave you the 15, you cannot be upset. I, this, I always like to say this. I really don't have to deal with this anymore. But if someone says something like that critical, I go, if it was so easy, why did you need to ask me? Or so obvious. If it's so easy and obvious, why do you have to ask me? Yeah, see, I always say something like, I heard you were talking shit about my sister, so I gave you the wrong play yeah, that's on okay. purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, for real, like, think about it logically. If someone goes, how the fuck could you tell me to play this guy over this guy? Well, it clearly wasn't obvious because you asked me if you knew it. Why did you need to ask me for you wanted someone else's advice who puts in the time on this? So you clearly weren't sure yourself. They'll never admit it, Adam. They'll never admit. Well, it. the logical people will. We do have a lot of logical people. So but of course, no matter where you are, there's always going to be the people that lack common sense, lack common sense and uh, just don't understand. They just want. The higher score. They don't care how you get there. Yeah, they don't. They don't. All right. Well, I don't want to dwell on that. Uh, people are, are idiots. So I'll just leave it. <laughs> Not you people listening. You people listening are always the best. Love you. All of you. Um, all right. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pay some bills here. We'll thank our sponsors. Take a commercial break. And when we come back, Adam and I will go game by game and uh, highlight. Uh, some of the things that you uh, you need to know about what went down in NFL Week Four. We'll be right back. All right, Adam, and away we go. We're going to start it off where where we always like to start it off here. Why? Because it's the New York Jets. It's their first win, twenty seven twenty four. Um, over the uh, the Tennessee Titans, I'll say this: this was more to me. This was more the Titans losing the game than the Jets actually winning the game. Derrick Henry does his thing: 157 yards, 33 carries, he gets into the end zone. Uh, Tannehill just didn't look good. I mean, listen, you can say what you want about the fact that you know his top two receivers were out. Uh, his top two receivers weren't like you know watching him take the sacks or or you know, holding the ball for too long or misfiring uh, down the sidelines. So, I mean, you know, whatever. Shit happens. Um, but, yeah, look at that. My Jets get the uh, their, their first win, and, uh, you know, the Zach Wilson era has officially begun. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I Again, I was surprised a lot of the public money was on the Titans. I didn't understand it. The Jets had the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Patriots the first three weeks. So, of course, they're going to look bad. Uh, Titans defense is not in the category of those. Um, I, I do think it definitely hurt Tannehill not having those receivers. Jeremy McNichols led them in targets and receptions. Yeah. Uh, Josh Reynolds did come back six for 59. So, yeah, I mean, Ferkser came back. But, yeah, they didn't have much. And we knew Henry was going to get a huge workload. Uh, by the way, uh, Derrick Henry has more targets on the season than Alvin Kamara. We had none today, and I know we'll get to that, but uh, who would have thought that going in the air after week four? Um, Michael Carter, the lead back, didn't do much on the ground, but he did find the end zone. So I, I think you can, you know, he's in that RB3 category now. 
maybe in some better matchups will come through. And Corey Davis. With your a, boy. Yeah. Touchdown. <laughs> four for 111. And Jamison Crowder making a season debut. Seven for 61 and a touchdown. Led the team in targets there, Crowder did. So yeah. That's uh it's good to see that he's gonna maintain that relevance um from before, especially in a PPR format. You know, Davis, I had listen, I mean, it's it, it wasn't difficult to look at this Tennessee secondary and be like, the Jets, if the Jets are gonna have to throw, if they're gonna want to beat Derrick Henry, well, then who's gonna be the the most likely beneficiary of it? It had to have been uh Corey Davis, or at least we were hoping that it was Corey Davis. So I had him in uh, I had him in cash game lineups. I had him in GPP lineups also. So that uh, that that one touchdown, obviously, that you tweeted at me, it was uh, it was a little bittersweet, obviously, because uh, you know my wife insisted on taking the Titans with one of our survivor picks. No so, way! Are you kidding me? Am I kidding you? No, I'm not kidding you. How can you? What? I don't know, I don't know how you could take the Titans on the road with the injuries they had. That, you know what, man? I, I we have seven picks in this competition, and uh, and I can't just make the decision for all of them. My wife needs to uh, needs to participate too. Okay. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, listen, I, I everywhere else that we went, there were you know there were all the right picks, and everybody you know cashed, and we were fine, and we moved on. One pick, we'll buy it back. It's not the end of the world. I actually didn't think the Jets were going to win this game either, though. I mean, what have they? What have they shown us? I mean, I, I get that the Titans' defense blows. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, the Jets really didn't show us. They haven't shown us anything on offense through the first couple of weeks, anyway. Yeah, but again, I, you know, I said this before the game, so I'm not saying it now. You got to look at who they faced. They were at home against the Titans. Are just not that good. And you take away Julio and AJ Brown. I'm not saying I thought the Jets were going to win. I love the Jets to cover, but I wouldn't take the Titans on the road um, in Survivor. Um, I did not choose to take them either. My wife. I know that. You'll learn. You'll No, you know, you're no, never well, going to get married, so you won't learn. You're never going to get married, so you're never going to learn, you know? <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Listen, you know what? Shit happens. You got you. We make it through. We make it through. Um, Washington visiting Atlanta. Nice back and forth in this game here. Uh, Atlanta played a little better than I thought they would, although maybe it's just that, yeah, the Washington football team defense kind of blows. But, um, you know, from Atlanta's perspective, I mean, come on, Cordell Patterson. This, is the, uh, this was the Impemba special. And, you know, you know the G-chat was all fired up today, right, when uh, – <laughs> When Impemba and I did the uh, the the DFS podcast for Fantasy Alarm, um, he started asking. We were talking about some of the uh, the bargain guys over at running back and wide receiver, and he asked me about. It. I was like, I'm just I'm not buying into it. I can't buy into it. I don't, you know, forget it. He starts talking about targets and volume and targets and volume. I'm like, yeah, I hear what you're saying there. I'm not buying into it, uh, and I'm not going to recommend it. But I put him into the dartboard. For DFS, labeled it the Impemba special. Said he's listen. If you if you listen to the podcast, you'll see how earnest his voice is. Um, that he just he adamantly believed in it. And I'm not going to sit there. You know, I mean, this is this is one of our top guys at Fantasy Alarm. If he's that adamant about liking a guy, 
for the week, well then, son of a bitch, I'm gonna be an, I'm gonna be a moron and egomaniac and not make that play. So, yeah, and Pemba hits it big with the Cordero Patterson call there. Five catches, 82 yards, three touchdowns. He rushed for 34 yards. I still hate the guy. Yeah, he's really a problem going forward because now everyone's going to be like, oh, you got to play him. How do you sit him after what he's done? But he didn't play a lot today. He played 23 snaps. So if that continues going forward, he's not going to produce like this. He had three touchdowns that salvaged his day. I mean, this goes back to the Rondell Moore, right? I mean, he's not on the field as much. So when you're not on the field as much, you're not touching the football as much. So you got to be careful with Patterson because everyone now is going to start him. There's no doubt next week. People are just going to be like, oh, got to play him. He had three touchdowns last week, but it, the, it's still not enough volume. So what's going to happen is one of these weeks, people are going to get burned. They're going to be like, what happened? How did he only get five touches? Oh, I mean, that's the way they've kind of run this offense. Now he plays next week in London against the Jets. So we'll see. But everyone's gonna every everyone is gonna play him next week. No question about it. Coming off this and what he's done this year and how they're playing the Jets, he will be in everyone's lineup next week. Well, I'm glad that they're not gonna that it's off the main slate for DFS. Um yes, because be sure that would yeah, that. I would hate to have to deal with the uh the 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 fifty four hundred, you know, Cordero Patterson that everybody considers the free square. Um, other stuff in Atlanta, Wayne Gallman with six carries, Mike Davis with 13, but he was completely unproductive. Um, he did catch a, you know, one of those passes that, uh, that he took in for a, uh, for a touchdown. But I mean, you look at this Atlanta backfield, man, and this is, uh, I mean, where do you go with it? I mean, I know you were off Mike Davis early. Um, you know, I mean, what, what, what do you do with this backfield now? I mean, Davis is like borderline RB2 just because he's getting the volume. You know, he played 51 snaps. Patterson played 23. Um, but, you know, he saved his day with a touchdown. Anyone saying, oh, Davis was good. I mean, if he doesn't get that touchdown, you're looking at a horrendous day. 13 carries, 14 yards, two receptions <laughs> yeah. for 12. I mean, he looked good on the receiving touchdown, broke a lot of tackles. But this Atlanta offense is just so I know Matt Ryan had four passing touchdowns today, which again goes back. We were saying it the last two weeks. You could tell this Washington defense is not what we thought before the year. I mean, there were people taking them one off the board um, for fantasy defense, which again, uh, every single year we say it, don't draft the defense early and people still do it. They'll <laughs> they never, never learn. learn. They'll they do it again next learn. year. So. Um, but you guys listening and those subscribers of Fantasy Alarm, you won't do that because we have just pounded that message into your head. Uh, Kyle Pitts, man, I don't know how you draft the guy so early and really don't use him much. I mean, four for 50, nine targets, okay, but really, you put up 30. Um, Ridley is probably not going to do what people thought when they drafted him as a top five wide receiver. He'll be good, but, you know, not that level. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this Atlanta office is just – it's pathetic. I know they had some decent days today, but I mean, really, Ridley and Pitts getting outproduced by Patterson? Ridiculously depressing. Ridiculously yeah. depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the other side, good to see uh, Antonio Gibson working his way back. 14 carries, 63 yards. He had a touchdown. 
Heineke had himself a good day, good day, uh, 290 with three touchdowns. Uh, Terry McLaurin, <laughs> you know, I had him on the cover of the watch list. I mean, I was just like, there's no way I'm not getting Terry McLaurin in against this Atlanta secondary. And uh, I mean, it took him a little bit to get going, but uh, but it was uh, it was very nice production. There's six catches off 13 targets, 123 yards, and two scores. He's a stud, man. The second touchdown, too. He was defendable, came back to the ball. I mean, he's just – he's great. And um, Logan Thomas got hurt in this game with a hamstring injury, so uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, that was a huge bummer, taking a zero out of uh, out of Logan Thomas for that. I was I, – I almost thought that it was going to end up like that with Amari uh, Cooper, and I was going to – Go off on you for the uh, for that whole thing, but what do I have to do with it? Oh, because you're a Cowboys fan. Oh, it would okay. have been your fault if yeah. Mark Cooper missed the game with a hamstring issue. Okay, got it. You understand? Listen, I don't. I, how do you not understand how this works? Oh, I I figured it out now. It's always your fault. It's okay. never my fault. It's always yours. I'm right. You're wrong. I, listen, the sooner you get you know used to this one, Ronus, then uh, then the happier you're going to be. I'm still happy. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a smile on my face. Um, all right. So uh any any other thoughts here? Washington's defense obviously overrated. And yeah, Cordero Patterson is not gonna be the be all end all. Right. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Buffalo, four to nothing winners over Houston. I mean, speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they were the easy layup in Survivor Pools this week. I know some people look ahead and want to save them, but, like, sometimes you just take the easy gift and move on. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people did this week. I mean, the Texans were just absolutely pathetic. I think they had negative passing yards at halftime. So, I mean, really, it's Brandon Cooks there anyway, and that's it. You don't want to touch that backfield. Cooks had five for 47, so that's a down game for him. I don't see how you could play anyone else in the Texans right now. I mean, the day should have been better for Josh Allen. Um, they had to settle for a lot of field goals early. I mean, you'll take it, 248, two passing touchdowns, 41 on the ground. Um, Zach Moore seems to be getting the preferred touches that you want in the red zone near the goal line. He found the end zone again. Um, and Diggs did not score, but... You know, had a, a very good game. And Dawson Knox, once again, geez, man, uh, two more touchdowns. And look, it's tough to rely on tight ends, but Knox is running a lot of routes, and this is an explosive offense. So I think you uh, he's probably right around a borderline tight end one right now, and I kind of wish I picked him up in more leagues last week. Yeah, I, uh, I, I got super excited by the whole thing because uh, in uh, the Sirius XM – Independence Day Invitational, where we have to start two tight ends. Um, I had the, uh, I think I had the the number three pick in the draft, and I took Travis Kelsey. And then uh, later on, my second tight end that I grabbed was Dawson Knox. Yeah, I mean, he's always had the talent. It's just they weren't really using him as a full-time tight end, but he was on the field quite a bit these last couple of weeks and yes, there'll be weeks where, you know, Beasley and Sanders come through, but you know, this offense is going to put up points. Um, so if you're looking at those tight ends in that 10 to 25 range, where you're always dependent on touchdowns, he's got to be near the top because of this offense. And because he's on the field running a lot of routes, 
And he's going to have down weeks. I mean, next week, I mean, they play the Chiefs on Sunday night. So that Adam, he's catching a touchdown every game. Okay. Stop it. I mean, right. what, what, prove me wrong, man, right? Is three three straight games with a touchdown catch. Okay. Uh, that was the case for Adam Thielen. He didn't score today. Oh, yeah. You jinxed him, too. Yeah. I don't. Why did it, someone say that? What did I have to do? Is that because someone, Fancy was doing a, a, a segment like, streaks he's like adam thielen scored in three straight does it continue this week i'm like no so that's where i jinxed them because i made a prediction that came true so it's my fault um that tweet came from i you know what i mean you maybe you made a comment here on the podcast also i have no idea but uh nevertheless it was clear to the universe that uh, adam thielen did not have your full support hence therefore and such it's your fault got it okay how is this difficult for you to, you know, grasp? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to learn here. Serious? Are you new to this industry? Have you yes, have you have you worked for a fantasy website before? No, this is my first time. Well, let me let me tell you something. So there's this thing called Twitter, and people ask for free advice all the time. And if you give them the wrong answer, you're the worst person in the world. That is true. Yeah, I'm aware of that. You are celebrated though if you make stupid hot takes. And uh, <laughs> and sit there and tell everybody on Twitter how hard you are. You're working. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind, dude. I saw somebody do that. Basically, said to the, that they're the hardest working person in the uh, in the fantasy industry. I was like, you know, the hardest working person in the fantasy industry probably doesn't have time to tweet this out, does he? Probably, yeah. They don't have time to pat themselves on the back. Right. I mean, I really, you know, it's so tempting to do. I like to say it. I couldn't do it. Though. Couldn't do it. Too nice a guy. I don't think I'm getting old, getting soft in my old age. It seems like it. Right. How about Detroit, Chicago? The Bears, baby. <laughs> they're my they're my saving grace in the golden nugget. The golden nugget this week. Horrifying, dude. Horrifying. Like horrifying. Like oh and four college. Uh one and two. And in, uh, in, in the NFL picks, a one in six day in the Golden Nugget when we were sitting there in nice, comfortable ninth place. Uh, really, no bueno, no bueno, Adam. Definitely isn't. You know, we hate those weeks and you just have to look forward to the next week when that happens, unfortunately. But, yeah, the Bears, I mean, Fields played my better. one win, my one win. <laughs> what were the two losses? Uh, in in pro the Panthers plus the points and Minnesota plus the points. I told you Dallas would cover, but you didn't want to listen. Oh, me Dallas would cover. Okay, there, sure thing. Watch, watch you join. Watch you Wednesday do, podcast. Why why don't you join Monday's fantasy alarm show so that you and Jim can like I'll bring on I'll bring on Glenn Colton too, and you guys can like have a Cowboys circle jerk nah, just for bro, the start of the show. I don't. I'm happy, but I've been through this situation before. I'm. Not going to celebrate and throw parades in week four, but I'm happy with the way they're playing. Again, like I said, <laughs> the big difference is their defense is forcing turnovers. They have not done that. They're always at the bottom of the league the last few years of forcing turnovers, but we'll get to that game. Uh, but Fields, you know, he they just really didn't let him do much, though. They had the lead early. Detroit's offense was just pathetic in the red zone. Like every time they got in the red zone, they turned it over. Goff had a hurt. Called for the snap. Well, he he went to change the play at the line of scrimmage. They snapped the ball, hit off him. The Bears recover it. I mean, it was just disastrous. Uh, Fields only had 17 pass attempts, uh, no touchdowns, one pick. Still not running. Like I don't understand. You had a whole week to 
get fields involved. And he has three carries for nine yards. You're not usually utilizing him properly. He clearly likes Darnell Mooney, so that's good. Five for 125. Allen Robinson, my goodness, worst start that I've ever seen from a wide receiver. Three for 63. He's done nothing these first four weeks. Uh, and David Montgomery got hurt. He looks really good. 23 carries, 106, two touchdowns. He's going to have an MRI. So that's going to be big because Damian Williams is going to be a huge pickup if he's available. I know I have him in a couple leagues. I've come close to dropping him. Thank goodness I didn't. Um, but eight for 55 on the ground with a rushing touchdown. So we know Damian Williams can still play. So uh, he could be a big waiver wire pickup this week. Um, he could be. I think I just dropped him in this uh, in this past week's waivers. I have in one league. Someone in my home league, you know, I must have saw it the other day and I was like, oh, remember to go pick up Damian Williams. I never did. And then this morning I get an email that someone picked up Damian Williams like 20 minutes for the game. I was like, oh, shit, because it was first come, first serve. And I didn't. And my running backs are like horrendous in that league. Like I have Jonathan Taylor and then a bunch of, of shit like James Conner, Kenyon Dre, Ty Johnson, A.J. Dillon. So like no one I can start with confidence. And I really could have used Damian Williams as bench depth. And then I saw that email. I was like, oh, man. And then I saw Montgomery get in. I was like, idiot, man. Shit. (laughs) Never going to get him now. Yeah, not now. All right. Well, so we'll wait and see what happens there. But, yeah, Damian Williams, definitely the the must add. Uh, Yeah, nothing good from Detroit. You went through everything with uh, with Chicago. Beautiful. You know what's funny with Detroit? Oh yeah, we're gonna give DeAndre Swift more touches this week. Um, Oh, dude, that's that's the kiss of death. Every time a coach says something like that, it's always the opposite. But here's the thing that was interesting: Swift played 52 snaps. Jamal Williams only played 21. So, but they only gave Swift eight carries. And they still only target him six times four for 33. So yeah. thanks for thanks for putting him on the field. We're going to see him a lot yeah. more. That doesn't mean that he's going to touch the ball at all. We're just going to see him a lot more. And Jamal Williams, no targets. Uh, and Hockett's in another quiet game. Four for 42 on eight targets. But <sighs> welcome to tight ends. Uh, you know what? That's, that reminds me of a good song here. I once was blind. Oh, you're double double task here, jukebox Monday. You're already I'm giving you songs, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once was blind for DeAndre Swift. I like that. Okay. I like that because because Dan Campbell said to me, "You're gonna see a whole lot more of him." But uh, but I didn't say he was gonna touch the football. Yeah, he, he wasn't was gonna touch field. the ball. <laughs> I didn't lie. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Cowboys 36-28. The scoreboard here does not even indicate how lopsided this game was. Cowboys go into a prevent defense at the end of the fourth quarter, end up giving up 14 points. Two two bullshit DJ Moore touchdowns that didn't need to go anywhere. Oh, no, no. I have DJ Moore in a couple. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, go ahead. Gush about your Cowboys for four seconds. Ah, well. I mean, the thing is, three with their two, defense being one. better. Oh, sorry. Okay, we're all out of time now. It's hurt some of their, uh, you know, because I think people are like, oh, Dak's going to throw 40 times a game. It's not happening. He threw 22. Now, he still had four touchdowns, so he helped you, and he rushed for 35. But, you know, they had the lead, and they ran the ball a lot. Zeke with a huge game, 20 for 143 and a touch. Also, um, Tony Pollard, 10 for 67. 
Uh, Cooper, three for 69 in touchdown. He was out of this game briefly with a hamstring injury. Uh, Dalton Schultz, again, with a touchdown, six for 58. He led the team with eight targets. Blake Jarwin scored a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb was a disappointment, two for 13 on seven targets. But uh, Panthers actually have done a good job this year uh, limiting wide receivers. So don't worry about Lamb. He'll be fine. And, you know, again, uh, the Cowboys have uh, been running the football a lot the last three weeks, and it has hurt the Cowboys as far as some of their passing numbers. So uh, they play the Giants next week. Well, wouldn't that won't that be a hoot, huh? Cowboys, Gi- Giants. Uh, Giants have been playing. Giants have played pretty well. They're another team that um I liked a lot this week. Getting depending on what you got. Um, I think they were I getting seven at, and a half. At yeah, the well, it was it was seven, and I I bought the extra half point in a parlay to get it seven and a half. Uh, but yeah, I mean they've actually played pretty well. I mean they sh- could have beaten Washington. Um, they probably should have beaten Atlanta, and. So here's the thing. Saints should not be favored by anyone over seven, bro. This fucking offense is pathetic. And I know they're terrible, words, dude. Yeah, they should not be favored by that much. They have no faith in Jameis Winston at all. The dude hasn't thrown more than, what, 24 pass attempts in a game yet this year? I mean, and Taysom Hill, I, I know we'll get to that game. But, yeah, um, I didn't – I just can't take the Saints over anyone by seven. No, I hear you. I definitely hear you. I wanted to, I, you know, I suggested taking the, uh, taking the giants and, uh, you know, with, uh, with mesh with the, uh, the super contest and he wanted nothing to do with it. Very anti, uh, anti giants was saying how bad the team is. I'm like, yeah, yeah, the team's not great, but you know, neither are the saints. And yeah, I agree with not. you. No, no way the saints should have been favored, um, with that. So, um, all right, just wrap up the Cowboys game here, by the way. DJ Moore still the favorite. Uh, it looks like uh, 11 targets, and it still isn't Robbie Anderson season. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, you know, I mean, they got kind of got he got game scripted out of the whole thing, but he still ended up with 13 carries. Yeah, and Sam Donald rushed in two more touchdowns. He leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns. What's going on? Dude, the, the, the quarterback sneak and the quarterback taking himself – is the most selfish play in all of football. I am vehemently against it. I think it's garbage. Um, yeah, bunch of bunch of egomaniac, you know, egomaniacs uh, who play quarterback. They got to be the center of attention all the time, right? Bullshit. Yeah. The one thing that hurt Hubbard was Rodney <laughs> Rodney Smith with five targets. So. Um, but you might get one more week of Hubbard because they didn't put McCaffrey on IR. No, they did not. Yeah, they said that he could be back in two or you know in two weeks. Yeah. He might only miss like two games. So, you know, that's cool. That's cool. Terrace Marshall didn't do anything. Yeah, I got to get out of this game. This game's depressing me now. It's depressing me now. Um, it is. So let's talk. Uh, <clears throat> well, let's just let's just do Giants Saints since we were talking about other. Other things that you want to talk about, like Kamara uh, not getting targeted at, at all Dude, so in this game? None? I, I don't get it at all, bro. Like, it's just, I don't care who your quarterback is. If you're Sean Payton, don't you say, hey, we want Kamara in space. Look at what this guy has done throughout his career. Yeah, it's great they're giving him more carries, but it, it, in fantasy it hurts. But even from a real-life perspective, Kamara does most of his damage, you know, when he's in space, getting the ball. Like, you don't want him running between the tackles all the time. They've never done that. So that is so bizarre. Um, and it's 
that was my concern for him. You know, now I'm pissed because my one of my last drafts, I had the third pick. I was like, you know what? I have no Kamara. What if he's good? And Zeke was my guy at three. That's why I took him to GST. Now I look back, I'm like, why the fuck did I just stick with it? You know, that's the one, the one bad thing about when you do so many drafts. You're like, well, you know, I do want to spread it out. Well, now this could happen. And it's still early in the season. It could change. But my concern with Kamara was not even the lack of receptions. I thought it would. I was worried that he's so he's very reliant on touchdowns because he's not a guy that's going to get 260 to 300 carries. He's always he. I don't even think he's ever had 200, although the pace now is probably over it. But he needs touchdowns to be, you know, a top back. And I was worried this offense is just not that good. Now, maybe it changes when Michael Thomas comes back, but I don't know. Because um, they just, they're not letting Winston throw much. 23 pass attempts. And then now Taysom Hill again. Uh, and one of the runs was really impressive. Broke a lot of tackles. But if if that's the case, then, man, Kamara is just, it really hurts, man. To have no targets, just, it's unbelievable. And again, they're in overtime. Yeah, listen, you know, somebody asked me, you know, to put out the, uh, the the DFS playbook and, you know, somebody hits me up and they're like, you know, why why isn't Kamara in, in the playbook? I'm like, why isn't Kamara in the playbook? Because I, I don't want to, I, I don't suggest using him for DFS. I just, I, you know, and, and, the, and dude's like. And he's well, expensive. Dude's like, can I ask you why? I'm like, well, for, for the kind of money that Kamara costs you. It's an unpredictable offense. We have no idea what's going on here. Is he going to get the touches? Is he not getting the touches? Is he going to get the touchdowns? Is he not going to get the touchdowns? You got Taysom Hill, you know, pulling all of this nonsense. I was like, it's just, it's, there's there's too much unpredictability, and I'm not going to spend up for a guy, you know, like that. And uh, and the guy's like, oh, okay, well, I've got him a couple of my lineups. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, listen, if that's, you know, that's that's the choice you want you make, that's the choice you make. Right. Yeah, go ahead. If you believe it and your research leads you to do it, you know, you can't put everyone in there. And, you know, we hope that uh, that it works out for you. But it certainly didn't this week. It certainly did not. It certainly did not. So, um, uh, that, that, uh, all right. Well, this is, on the giant side, Barkley gets into the end zone. Galladay over 100 yards today. Nice. Uh, Kadarius Tony actually saw. Uh, nine targets. I was surprised by that. Um, and good old John Ross with the uh, with the touchdown. Uh, guaranteed to be picked up and wasted in fantasy rosters uh, for waivers this week, Adam. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. There's no need to do it. He didn't even play a lot of snaps. He played 27. Um, and also, keep in mind, because I, I was seeing that they're, they're not ruling his uh, play a touchdown catch. So Jones is not going to get that touchdown. It is being ruled a 52-yard catch and then a fumble and a recovery for a touchdown. That's what, like, the Giants beat reporters were tweeting out. That's what they said. I don't know if it's being reflected, though, in the box score or fantasy games yet. So just be aware of that. If you see, like, oh, yeah, I had this amount of points. What happened? I mean, I don't think anyone played John Ross, but Daniel Jones, uh, it'll affect him. Oh, definitely it's going to affect him. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many people used them and super flex leagues, maybe, but I doubt many people in one quarterback leagues were playing them against the Saints defense. Saints defense came in this game, I think, third in DVOA. I mean, they were really good. So, yeah, they were. I used, um, yeah, I have Daniel. It's funny in the in a, a dynasty league. Yeah, is the football diehards dynasty league? I have uh, Daniel Jones and and Sam Darnold, and Jones has been riding the pine for me. 
Yeah, I mean, Jones has actually been pretty good from a fantasy perspective. Running two, I mean, only 27 rushing yards today, but, um, you know, 402 yards, he's, he's been playing well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Indianapolis against Miami. Miami's just trash. Miami's trash. Jonathan Taylor came back with his knee injury. Um, 103 yards, 16 carries, got into the end zone there. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, the funny thing is, I think that um, I just think that Miami is bad enough that they make Indianapolis look good. And I don't even think Indianapolis looked that good. No, they definitely did. I mean, Taylor looked good on his touchdown run, but still only 16 carries, three catches for 11 yards. Uh, Michael Pittman was missed for a touchdown in the end zone. You know, six for 59 or eight targets. I mean, he's the guy that you play there, but he's still kind of a wide receiver four. And Mo Cox had two touchdowns, so uh, people will chase that tight end uh, production. <laughs> uh, Doyle was kind of banged up, only played 21 snaps. Uh, so I wouldn't be chasing that. I mean, he's not a bad player, but, you know, I don't know if he's going to play that many snaps and it still was only five targets. But, yeah, another offense, too, where it's like, all right, Taylor Pittman, and that's kind of it. I know Pascal got a red zone look, and sometimes he does score touchdowns. But, yeah, very uh, underwhelming offense. We saw a lot of that uh, this week, right? Patterson with three touchdowns, Dawson Knox with a pair of touchdowns, Moali Cox with two touchdowns. If people start chasing uh, on the waiver wire, I think they're definitely going to be – uh, incredibly disappointed. This is not <laughs> this is not a good group of guys here, but you know, a hell of a showing uh, in week four. So just be careful when you're putting up, you know, picking up waivers and uh, and trying to figure it out. Um, all right, uh, in the game that I thought was supposed to pop really nicely, turned out to be the biggest snooze of them all. Uh, Cleveland fourteen seven winners uh, over the Vikings. This was. Uh, this game was dog shit. Oh, Plain and simple. Was. Huge disappointment. Bro. Dog shit. Yeah, huge. I mean, I saw Baker Mayfield made some horrendous throws, man. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, Odell Beckham, he had wide open late for a touchdown, missed them. Just sailing throws all over the place. 15 of one of 33 for 155 yards. I mean, just just brutal, man. There's really nothing I can say that's nice about it. I mean, Nick Chubb hit the century mark. Um, but what the fuck was going on with the, the the calls at the tail end? You're like inside the red zone. And, uh, you know, I just see Kareem Hunt lined up there because they're going to have Baker Mayfield try to pass it into the end zone. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, Nick Chubb got stuffed at the goal line one time. Stefanski's yeah. play calling was bullshit. It was yeah, horrible. It was-, it was garbage, garbage, garbage. A revenge game for him, huh? Seriously, right? Just absolute garbage. Mike Zimmer was like, oh, we're going to pop you with the anti-revenge. We're going to make your uh, play calling look like shit, even though we're going to lose this game. Um, Yeah, I don't like it. Jefferson got into the end zone, six for 84. Uh, Again, Adam Thielen did not catch a touchdown because Adam Ronis is mean and cruel and vindictive. And uh, yeah, I guess the universe owed him a favor. And so he put the kibosh on Adam Thielen with the touchdowns. Thanks a lot, Adam. We appreciate you. No problem, no problem. Um, you got to keep an eye on Dalvin Cook's ankle because uh, he's been banged up again. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on here. 
Yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully if you had Madison that you didn't drop him knowing that Cook was coming back, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I, I think I saw you tweet that about Dalvin Cook being down again today. And I was like, you know, you, you, you can't, you always got to wait before you cut a guy. I think a lot of people did that last year with Mike Davis, right? They were like, oh, Christian McCaffrey's back. So I'm just going to cut this guy now. Um, and then McCaffrey got hurt again. So um, you got to be careful. If Dalvin Cook's uh, going to be frail, uh, hold Madison and make sure that you uh, hold him tight. Yeah, Cook didn't play much in the third quarter. He did come back in the fourth, but I don't think he's 100%. So, yeah, you definitely have to hold Madison. Absolutely. Um, all right, next game, Kansas City, Philadelphia. Well, I mean, it's kind of went exactly as I thought it was going to go. This was the Chiefs in last place, the criticism piling up, Pat Mahomes saying, up yours, I'm Pat Mahomes. Uh, Tyreek Hill with uh, 11 catches, 186 yards and uh, and, and three touchdowns. Um Clyde Edwards Alaire ended up with over 100 yards on the ground. That was uh, moderately encouraging. And he got into the end zone on, uh, on one of his catches, one of his two catches for 12 yards and a touch. Uh, Darrell Williams got into the end zone. Um, this was this was all Chiefs from start to finish. And yeah, you know, listen, you know, Hertz's numbers, obviously, 387 and two touchdowns and then another 47 rushing yards. Definitely strong. Good, nice floor for him. But. You know, I never thought that the Eagles were ever really in this game. Yeah, they had some penalties, callback touchdowns, too. Um, but the thing about Hurts is, yeah, from an NFL perspective, he misses throws. But it's two weeks in a row now. I mean, the game against Dallas was horrendous. He was not as bad this one. But, you know, you knew in this game they were going to be trying to keep up with the Chiefs offense. And Hurts was in a good spot. So I, I did like him this week. He did come through two weeks in a row now, Miles Sanders. Done nothing. Two carries against Dallas, seven <laughs> carries for 13 yards and three catches for 34. And they're using Gamewell a lot. So it sucks because it's like it feels like if the if the Eagles are in a negative game script, that it hurts Sanders. And you got to think they're going to be in a lot of negative game scripts going forward. So you're definitely concerned about Miles Sanders right now. He played 47 snaps. Gamewell played 29. But, man, the touches are just not there for Sanders at this point. Yeah, they are not. It's very upsetting. And I thought this was actually going to be an interesting, you know, play uh, somewhat, you know, because everybody would have been off of him because of last week. And it really is actually it was a nice matchup uh, for him. But, yeah, Gainwell took it all right. Six for 58, eight targets. Um, they kicked in three carries. So, yeah, this this Eagles team, they're in trouble, dude. They're definitely in trouble. I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of shit that's just not working. Good. Wow. Oh, my God. They're scheduled. They play at Carolina, home to the Bucks at Vegas in the next oh. three weeks. Wow. God, I mean, if the Eagles they, end up one and six, they two could and be, five. They could be Carolina. Probably. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, listen, I don't know, you know. I think Carolina is going to, you know, obviously going to struggle against the stronger offensive teams. But if it's just a, it's a, if it's a mid-tier offense like the Eagles, I don't think Carolina has too much trouble with that. All right. Well, there's your first best bet of the week. Is that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what that spread is. What do you think it would be? 
Um, I would say, where are they playing? In Carolina? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say it would be, I'm going to say it's Carolina minus three. Okay, I would say five. I'm going to look it up now. See, uh, where is it? Is it not out yet? It's got to be. Let me see. Four. Matt, Matt, you're right in the middle there. We did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right. Um, Arizona, Los Angeles, Rams. Well, this, this didn't really go the way you thought it would, did you? Um, I didn't No, I thought the Rams would win, but I thought Arizona would cover, but man, um, they just kicked the shit out of them, man. Um, Arizona's four and with three of their games on the road. So this was a kind of a, a big statement game for Arizona. They are difficult though, from a fantasy perspective, obviously Kyler Murray lock and load every week. Uh, it could have been a bigger game for him, but they were playing from ahead. He had two sixty-eight, two passing touchdowns, 39 rushing. Chase Edmonds looks good, but he doesn't get goal line carries. He had 12 carries, 120 yards, four receptions for 19 yards. I don't think he scored a touchdown yet this year because James Conner, with his 18 carries for 50 yards and two rushing touchdowns, 2.8 yards per carry, now has four rushing touchdowns over the last two weeks. And I know what's going to happen. My home league next week where my RB2 suck, I'm going to play James Conner, and he's going to have 20 rushing yards and no touchdowns and no catches and give me two points. <laughs> um, that's the I have, problem. I, I have him in a uh, in an industry league, uh, and he's been sitting on my bench for these two weeks. Yes, yeah. and you know what we're going to do? Well, we got to play him next week. He has four touchdowns over the last two weeks, and uh, well, not going to fall for it. They play, I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe, Adam. They play the 49ers. Here's the thing, though. Uh, damn. So they have scored 31 points in every game this year. They have scored 38, 34, 31, and 37. So. That's the thing with the running back position being so bad that Connor is going to fall on in that 30 to 35 range. But the problem is you're going to have weeks where he doesn't score. He doesn't catch passes. So like the first two weeks, right? 16 carries, 53 yards. Okay. 5.3. Week two, eight carries, 26 yards. Oh, great. 2.6. And then the last two weeks um, with four touchdowns over two games. So that's the problem with a James Connor. You're never just going to feel good starting him and you know the floor is two to three points that's the problem with a guy like that yeah it's a huge bummer i mean i've got him strictly as depth but uh, yeah i just uh i'm not ready to start him yet uh, you receiving- know I mean, listen, if i if i you know look at him and uh and and mike davis maybe i'll go to connor um i i think i I have to have Davis ranked higher just because PPR where he'll catch some passes. So, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough decision with Connor again, because he's just not, it's not like he's breaking big plays or anything. He's just getting goal line carries. Well, this is an offense that's near the goal line a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But again, tough to trust. Tough to trust. Uh, A.J. Green, another got into the end zone again, five for 67. Uh, Hopkins, you know, we expected him to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey, only four for 67. Max Williams gets into the end zone for the second time this year. And for the second straight week, Rondell Moore sucks at football. But this week, not as much as Christian Kirk does. Yeah, I mean – 
this it's really tough with this receiving core, man. They spread it out so much. Uh, I mean, you know, Hopkins, we expect most weeks to be the guy that leads. He's obviously a little banked up, but he's out there. He's probably not going to deliver what people wanted because he's a guy that is really dependent on volume. He's not this big play receiver that's going to pick up 40, 50 yards down the field. He's just not. Right. So he's probably not going to live up to our expectations. And they just spread it out. So A.J. Green this week. Next week will be Kirk and Rondell Moore. So it's really tough. For as This is a really good offense. It's got to be one of the top of the NFL. And, it, and it's really difficult to say, yeah, we can rely on these guys for fantasy because you really can't. I mean, Edmonds is an RB2 in PPR, but he's just not going to score a lot of touchdowns. And the receivers, again, yeah, I mean, it's hard to rank any of them in the top 30 outside of Hopkins. Agreed. Agreed. It's, again, it's it's what we talked about with the, at the start of the podcast, the inconsistency. Teams just teams are, are spreading it around more and more on their on their rosters for the most part. I mean, we're we're still seeing, you know, some, you know, some guys just continuously get force-fed targets and shit, but you know, overall though, there's definitely a a, a more there's more parity to the uh to the distribution. And uh, and that blows for fantasy because then you end up with a five for 64 from Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson turns out to be the big dog uh, in the uh, in the yard. Six for 90 uh, with a touchdown. Woods finally gets into the end zone. He's still not getting a lot of looks. Um, Daryl Henderson came back, rushed for 89 yards on 14 carries. Stafford, you know, had one of his floor games, 280 with two touchdowns and an interception. Um, nothing special here from the Rams. I was definitely surprised that they got punched in the mouth the way they did. Yeah, I think uh, Henderson, though, this bodes well for him. Sony Michelle had a fumble early, and I don't know if he returned. He only had three carries for 11 yards. So, you know, Henderson averaged 6.4 yards a carry, five receptions, 27 yards. So I think this is a really good sign if you have Henderson because uh, this offense will be better most weeks. They have a short week. They play the Seahawks on Thursday night. So, Good game. We've seen good games from them over the last few years, divisional game. Um, Woods did score late, but like you said, it still kind of sucks. Um, but at least he did get that touchdown. Cup still had 13 targets, only had five for 64, but Stafford just looks for him all the time. So, yeah, this was a, a disappointing game from the Rams. You know, I guess I, I don't I don't know if I, I can't call it a letdown because they had the Bucks win last week. I mean, it's a divisional game. and The Cardinals are three and all. How the fuck can you have a letdown in that situation? I think you just got your ass beat. Yeah. I think you just got your ass beat, too. But their schedule, though, I mean, this this week will be tough because they're in Seattle, I'm sure. Then they have at the Giants, home to the Lions, at the Texans, home to the Titans. Oh, Jesus. That's yeah, a right? that's that's a four-game run, right? It's the NFL. They'll lose one. <laughs> <laughs> Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. 100%. Um, all right, so Cardinals win 37-20 on that one. Uh, next game, oh, Seattle-San Francisco. Seattle, who uh, who's going to see the Rams next week. Um, 28-21 win over the 49ers. This was a uh, this was an interesting one. Uh, Trey Sermon got the uh, got the starting nod. Uh, nine, 19 carries, 89 yards. Uh, did not get utilized in the passing game at all. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Came out of the game. Trey Lance took over, threw for two touchdowns. Uh, Lance looked good. He definitely looked good. Um, what do you think? You think Shadahan sticks with him? Well, Garoppolo 
after the game said he's going to miss some time. Uh, he, he thinks he'll be out a, a game or two. That's what he said. So if a player says that, I have to believe him. Um, I mean, Lance, he ran well, seven carries, 41 yards, which is why you like him. But there were some bad throws. Even the touchdown to Debo Samuel, what was it, 76 yards? He was wide open and he underthrew him too. So, so wide open. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even I don't know, know how that like how does that how happen? You, how do you lose Debo Samuel on the football field? Like, I, I just don't get it. So I think that's his second touchdown this year of over 70 yards. He had a huge game, eight for 156, two touchdowns, 12 targets. So if you have him, you're feeling great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Lance, even with his you know, shakiness, um, what he can do on the ground, uh, you could see when he was in there just opening up the offense a little bit. So He'll be, uh, you know, borderline QB one, probably in that 10 to 15 range just because of his rushing ability. And Kittle is still dealing with that calf. Um, apparently, it's been bothering him since week one. Uh, he did have 11 targets, but only four for 40. As Ross Dwelly, with his only catch, finds the end zone. <laughs> and Brandon Ayuk's being back to <laughs> shit again. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it, Adam. Tell it like it is. Yeah, I mean, three targets. So, I mean, he played 51 snaps, but geez, man, I don't see how you can feel confident. And we saw a lot of Alex Collins, man. Um, and he actually looked better than Carson. Uh, yeah. Collins found the end zone. And the, I don't know if it was the short week or I don't know what it was. Here's the thing with Seattle, man. I tweeted this out earlier. They have run 211 plays in four weeks. That is pathetic, bro. That is just so bad. I mean, remember there was talk, oh, Shane Waldron, they're going to run more. They are playing like 56 plays a game. Is that what they're less. averaging? Yes, that is hor- horrendous. Awful. awful. Horrendous. It is awful for fantasy. The thing is, though, is because we only use Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett, and Carson, it hasn't been as bad. But could you imagine if they actually ran more plays, the production they could have? I mean, the Niners had 72 plays. Seattle had 54. I think 54 is their season high. They've like been 52, 51. It is really bad. So they just play at such a slow pace. And it's a problem. I'm hoping this week against the Rams, they'll have to play faster if the Rams can score. Because Seattle's defense is a problem. But, I mean, Russell Wilson, 23 pass attempts, 149 yards. They'd have two touchdowns and rush for a touchdown. Um, and Metcalf had a good game, but Lockett, you know, four for 20 to four and five target. They run no plays, man. It's hard to have fantasy production. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to, uh, going to have to pick that up. Going to have to pick that up. That's something, uh, something to keep an eye on. Alex Collins on waivers. Also keep an eye on that. Uh, Baltimore, Denver, um, you know, again, Denver, just, they, they beat the, the Jags, the Jets and the Giants. This was their first test against a, uh, a a better offense, and uh, you know I don't even know if the if the Ravens' offense looked that good no. to begin with. And, and I don't Ty- know what's up with this backfield, dude. This backfield's ridiculous. Tyson Williams, a healthy inactive, bro, and I understand the pass. How does protection. that happen? I don't know, bro. And it's not like well, we have better options. You have Latavius Murray who averaged 3.3 yards per carry. Le'Veon Bell had four carries for 11 yards, and Freeman one for four. Like, what are you doing? And did you see what they did at the end of the game? No. Three seconds left. Game is over, right? Oh, they went for the uh, for the, the, the record to, to tie the record for uh, most consecutive games yeah. with at least 100 <laughs> yards rushing. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's that's Harbaugh, right? Like yeah. the Harbaugh family is filled with like petty bullshit like that. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Um, but yeah, this backfield, because um, I saw that report earlier in the day. Not that Williams was going to play, but they were like, "Yeah, Murray's going to lead the backfield." And someone messaged me like, "Hey, should I start uh, Tyson Williams or uh, Allen Robinson?" I was like, "Robinson." And not that Rob said it great, but like I saw that report and I was like, they're not high on Williams. And then when I saw he was an actor, I was like, holy shit. Like that surprised me. I didn't think it was that bad. So because he's he's the more explosive out of all these guys. I mean, five years ago, this would be a hell of a backfield. Bell, Freeman and Latavius. Yeah. (laughs) Ten years ago. (laughs) Sure. Would have been phenomenal. Would have been awesome. Um, Yeah. You know, I said it on Friday's Fantasy Alarm Show. I just I. I do not want any part of this uh, this Ravens backfield. Lamar Jackson is the uh, is is probably the only one that you know who who can wor- be worth a damn with the way he runs. Um, but yeah, I got no love for this offense. That was way before um, that was Friday's show. So way before even knowing that Tyson Williams was going to be uh, was was going to be you know a healthy and active. What was it Saturday they came out and they said. That um that 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 Murray was getting the start. I was like, this fucking team. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But they yet they win 23-7. And Hollywood Brown, Adam, does not drop the deep touchdown bomb. Yeah, he made sure to make that diving cap. That dude gets open with ease, man. It's insane. So um I only have him in one redraft league. I must have him in best ball, but I started him. So he came through. Mark Andrews, five for sixty-seven. So that's good. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it on their side. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I got on that. Um, all right, last game, uh, Pittsburgh Green Bay Packers win twenty seven seventeen. Um, Big Ben got a couple of throws off that uh, I was I was fairly impressed that he uh, he he did it without like losing an arm. Um, and Deontay Johnson, uh, it was like a big welcome back right from the beginning. Ben still, uh, on fourth down throwing those one yard passes again. I thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, this, this offense is so broken, bro. Ben is a mess. I mean, it's just not happening at all. You know, Najee Harris at least is getting the volume, you know, after 19 targets last week, only seven, uh, but he did find the end zone. And Deontay Johnson is going to do his thing. But, I mean, Juju had eight targets and somehow had two catches for 11 yards. <laughs> oh, Juju. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, that was another one that Mpemba was, like, really adamant about and wanting to uh, to play was Juju Smith-Schuster. And I was like, all right, listen, if you're that adamant about it, I will. But that just did not happen. Did not happen at all. Um, Big Ben can't throw. That's bottom line right there. He cannot throw. It is bad. Looks terrible. Looks terrible. On the other hand, uh, Aaron Rodgers connecting with his boy, uh, Randall Cobb, twice. And then did you see that bullshit towards the end of the game where um, Rodgers throws a pass it goes, it's sailing over the head of Cobb because right behind him is Devontae Adams, who if the ball lands over by to Devontae Adams, it would have caught him in stride and he could have been off to the races. 
He could have been absolutely off to the races on that play. But Randall Cobb, who says, oh, well, I've got two touchdowns today, so he must be throwing that to me, jumps up as high as he can, and he tips the pass, uh, and that falls away from uh, from Devontae Adams. It was, a, uh, it was as selfish as a quarterback sneak. I did not see that. Yeah, it was garbage. Well, I was not happy about that. There's a very good chance that I have a song dedication for him on Jukebox Monday. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. All right. Uh, Monday night game, Vegas at the Chargers. Uh, 3-0 and Vegas at the 2-1 Chargers. Um, in SoFi, Chargers minus 3.5 uh, on this one over under a 51. Um, I think when we talked on Wednesday's show, on Wednesday night, um, I think you were leaning Chargers and I was leaning Raiders because I can't take the Chargers at home uh, when, they, uh, when they're laying points. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Chargers. I think they're the better team. I know the Raiders are 3-0, and but um, you know this Chargers team could easily be 3-0. and They put up a lot of points. Uh, they moved the ball very well against Dallas and some mistakes and turnovers hurt them. So. Um, uh, yeah, I know a lot of the numbers are not good um, as far as the charges as a home favorite. They're three ten and one against the spread in the last fourteen games, but I think this is a different Chargers team. I think they're better, so I will take the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Raiders only because this is one of those bets where it doesn't matter how many times I do it with the Chargers, they they let me down. So I'll I'll do that, and I'll um. Yeah, and I'll and I'll lean on the over. I think maybe it goes back and forth a little bit more. Yeah, no, I like the over too. I think we'll see some points again. I think this Chargers offense is really good, and the Raiders offense got to give them the credit, man. They're putting up points. You know, thirty-one against the Dolphins. You know, week week one, thirty-three. So um, I think both these teams can put up points. Cars play very well, and um, I think we will see points in this game. All right. Both well, teams are passing a lot too. I think that's you know. Yeah, both teams are slinging the rock a ton. Yeah, so that you know, if they continue that, the incompletion, stop the clock, more plays run. This is not the Seattle Seahawks. Give me all the Mike Williams in the world, please. Just give it all to me now. Yes, I will need Mike Williams in a uh, a league or two to uh, secure victory. I believe. Um, me as well. I could also use a little from uh, Austin Eckler too. Would not be, uh, wouldn't, would not hate on that one bit. Um, but there you go. All right, week four NFL in a nutshell. Um, Adam, uh, I think. Oh, there's no baseball tomorrow, right? Good. No. So we'll we'll make picks on Yankees Boston uh, on tomorrow's show after we uh, after we talk a little. Monday night football. Baseball playoffs are here. The NFL is in full swing. Hockey and basketball very, very, you know, following very short uh, in two weeks. So we're going to have a lot of stuff going on here, Adam. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, But for now, we're going to say goodnight. And uh, yeah, for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Anti Up. We'll catch you next time.